Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. When Benjamin died, one of the things I think we did as a family, or at least I did, was to feel sad for what wasn't ever going to be. To feel sad about the kids he would never have, and to feel a loss for the 30-year-old he would never be. I felt empty at the thought of not getting older with him, things like that, and sad at, at the fact that he would never meet my kids. And then one day, when my mom and I were talking about it, this was a while back, and I was getting really stuck in a hole of imagining what had been cut off, you know, like kind of like his life had been chopped in two. She said something that changed my perspective on it. She said, you know, that was his life. That that 27 years was his life. It was what he had. It was what we had. It was his life, and, and, and though it was shorter than we'd hoped and, and than we ever imagined, it was whole. It was his, and it wasn't just half of a life because it was shorter. And I, I took that in. I really, I really took that in, and it changed me. And it, it's, over the years, helped me see a lot of things differently, not just my, my sadness about Benjamin, but other things, too. Just because something is different than what you hoped or and different than what your plan was does not negate the wholeness and the full cycle that thing had. <clears throat> and on, a, on kind of a different note, but the same still, I was thinking about how fear has presented for me over the years. Fear of claiming my power, fear of telling my story, fear of not enoughness, fear of my own voice and how it will land for others, fear of not being relevant, and all the things I think that many of us wrestle with in one way or another, and how in in many ways the the lives of my fears are long and far reaching and how those fears have lived and thrived well past 29 years even though Benjamin has not and did not and how those fears of mine have met my children and moved with me from house to house and they've taken up space and residence in me for as long as I can remember and you know I've given those fears legs and I've given them outfits and space to develop and and to show up emphatically. And so I was thinking, what if I began to to really feed the good wolf? What if I gave legs to the confidence, the audacity, the clarity, the talent, the artistry? That's there too, instead of downplaying it. Gave that more emphasis. 
I was talking to Matt a little bit about this. He has a team he leads at work, and sometimes we bat around ideas about about leadership and fine-tuning how to coach people effectively and in an inspiring way. And something came up the other night um, in terms of the importance of presentation, like how you present yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm not interested or... or I don't want to talk about that idea of fake it till you make it. Um, I think that practice, you know, has a lot of holes and it it leaves something crucial out, in my opinion. But I do think that we have to teach people how to treat us. We have to, to package ourselves in a way that is not self-deprecating in order for other people to believe that we're worthy of being listened to. We have to believe it, or at least we have to work on believing it and value ourselves in particular in the categories that matter to us and that we're pointing ourselves to, um, the categories that have to do with what we want to contribute to the world. I um, I love to read and hear about Bjork's artistic process. I think she's I think she's fantastic and weird and so brilliant, and she is absolutely herself. And she's always really showing up and teaching people how to view her and listen to her. And her Truxel and audacity are just really awe inspiring to me. And I recently read something that Bjork wrote about how she comes up with an album. And she said, each album starts with a feeling that I try to shape into sound. And this time around, the feeling was landing on the earth and digging my feet into the ground. And um, this project that she's talking about is called Fasora, which is the feminine version of the Latin word for digger. And I just think conceptually she is brilliant and she presents without hesitation, even though it's always, you know, kind of fringe in terms of her ideas and um, what she expects people to understand. And I think what she says here is key. It begins with a feeling. And then she shapes it into an offering. So when we begin with an internal feeling that we are curious about or interested in cultivating, then we are building a stronger belief in it for ourselves. It's, it starts to make a more authentic kind of well of, or, or you know, like a little container. It makes a, a more authentic container to collect Um, real things as we go along and continue to create rather than just like slapping a sticker on it and calling it something. So let me try and give, give you a more concrete example. So take the concept of clarity. Say that you have started a small business and, and you have a couple of employees and you are feeling overwhelmed and scattered and fearful of failure and kind of worried that your employees are finding fault in your obvious lack of clarity. So you're kind of feeling like a mess. And in this case, that old saying, fake it till you make it, in that um, scenario is going to make you crazy. Pretending to come across as clear will not pass the truth test of anybody who's paying attention. So start with the feeling first. Ask yourself, what are the steps 
to feel more clear. Here are my steps for that. Simplify, discard clutter, literally and mentally. Make a list of goals and priorities in order. Delegate and defer and do one thing at a time. So those are five steps to feel more clear. There are tons of other ways to look at that, but those are my top five. So share your intentions with your team, your plans, whatever your plans are to create a, a project, an album, a masterpiece based on the feeling of clarity. And, and then what happens is you start to become that. You begin to embody that in an integrated and transparent way. You know, part of what Matt and I have talked about in terms of this is if you have a team you are mentoring or people you are, you are in charge of professionally, your transparency of process and um, ability to be vulnerable will go a long way, I think, in the collection and continuation of respect and community and just that flow back and forth of ideas. So I think we have to identify what we want to grow and feed, things like clarity, confidence, intention, awareness, audacity, and give attention to how to feel those things inside of ourselves. And then we present those things and give legs and life to those things rather than continuing to dress up our fears. So in different words, if I learn to embody clarity, that is eventually how I will present. And that will teach people to treat you as someone who is clear. Rather than, for example, telling people that you are emphasizing clarity in your leadership. So embody and become the feeling itself, and it will infuse into whatever it is that you do. And then those fears that hold us back, the insecurities, the abandonment stuff that so many of us have, the imposter syndrome, all of that pesky, pesky, thorny stuff, will get to, over time, be like little miniature figurines in the drawer behind the old bed and the storage room in the basement that nobody looks in anymore. At least that's the hope. And I don't know that fears totally ever go away. I don't know if that's honest. They they haven't for me. (laughs) I think they just, in the best of times, become less and less infused with life force and soon with enough inner work, the fears lose their ability to use their legs and take over the room. And they become these very subtle reminders of how we have grown and how much we have been tending to ourselves. I think we all need the vibrant reminder that we get to lead the narrative. We get to write the description of our latest album, And here's something good. Your album doesn't have to be anything like the last one, even if your fans expect that it should be. So if you have not already, begin to unlace yourself delicately from the identities that you no longer want to embody. I think that is crucial for health, for wellness, for a chance at happiness. The expectations of others is never going to get you very far. And 
they, if you kind of stay in that realm of doing what others expect of you, it will allow disease and turmoil to reside in your system over time. So put away the little fear figurines, shrink them down to weeble wobble size so they fit into the drawer and do the same thing for the things that you no longer want to present as. And it can be as clean as that. You don't have to give an exit interview. You don't have to give a farewell speech or thank the academy. You can just not engage, not engage with it anymore or bring it up anymore. It can be as smooth and as clean as that. And here's another something good. You can change your mind and return to it or return to a part of it that still lights you up and you can redefine it so that it's upcycled and fits your today. Isn't that liberating? You know, I have a long history of doing this. I have done it with dance, which I have a complicated history with. I've done it with yoga and teaching and more recently with writing and the reinvention of passions, the upcycling and sort of shifting things around and changing the presentation of different things that you want to bring in is so liberating and refreshing. And it comes ultimately at no cost to you. And the gain is usually exquisite because it's born out of your intuition and personal listening. I know Matt has done it with music as a banjo player and how he wants to present Um, as a musician, I think things that we love, versions of ourselves can develop and balloon into different things altogether. And we can do this without apology and without discussion even. And I think that's so freeing to think about it that way. That doesn't have to be you anymore. Or you can just keep a tiny corner of it if you want and transform it into something that's unrecognizable. You know, I was thinking about Benjamin and and going back to what I was talking about at the beginning um, and my sadness around this life he was supposed to have had. And when I sink into that, it's it it somehow starts to negate the wholeness of the life that he actually had that was actually his. Um, here here's some more good. I and I just can't I can't get enough of this simple reminder. Today is a new day and nothing, and I I really mean nothing, is required to carry over from yesterday. Everything that you carry over each day, you get to choose and you get to redefine. So those those old heart-heavy sandbags that you're carrying around that you're holding on to, the stories that you no longer subscribe to, they don't have to be invited into today. Isn't that simple perspective liberating? Um, I have a beautiful friend when from when I lived in Chicago. And back when we met, their name was Ingrid. And a few years ago, they changed their name to Isha. And they do a lot of work to help folks thread together mind, body, and spirit across all sorts of categories, professionally, interpersonally, in relationship, and they help folks reclaim a fire and a personal power and potency. And they also, Isha also offers tools on embodied uncolonization, just to name a few of their superpowers. And I remember some 
sometime before Isha was doing this work, an interaction I had with them really stuck with me. When we first met, they introduced me to all kinds of delicious cooking and cuisine and and my world of taste and food pleasure just rapidly expanded because of Isha. Because, you know, I was coming, so I moved from the deep south in Alabama to Chicago. And in in Alabama, where I was coming from, the food is really simple and it's really good, but it's not always that adventurous. And so when I moved to Chicago, I was exposed to all kinds of new food. And I think Isha had a lot to do with that. Um, And they even made me a handwritten cookbook when I went off to grad school and it was called In In the Kitchen with Ingrid. And so anyway, the identity I attached to them was an amazing cook, which I translated to mean that Isha loves to cook and will always feel that way. And so fast forward a few years and they came to visit me in Denver and I just assumed that we, because historically, um, my stories about them, I assumed that we would spend a lot of time talking about food and cooking in my kitchen. And I plunged forward into the visit that I had imagined. And I'll never forget what they said to me once. Bags were unpacked and we were sitting in the living room together. Isha looked at me with the clearest eyes and a non-apologetic tone and said, I don't cook anymore. That's just not what I'm into. It's not who I am. And I remember it sort of knocked me over because it wasn't how I wanted them to be. God, what an important lesson that was for me. I can say that I don't really think that I got it back then. I was just surprised and a little stunned and not sure what to do with it. But now I see that memory as their articulation and deep personal understanding of self and the ability to communicate that iteration of themselves, which I now believe is what we all must do on a regular basis. I don't, I don't mean that you owe anyone an explanation of who you are, even if that changes daily or rapidly. But I guess what I mean is that we hopefully will keep inventing and reinventing and refining the things that make us us. And each iteration can have a wholeness to it that is built in. And there are no binds to what was before. And there should be no apologies for that. And the reason that I told you that they, they changed their name is because I want to emphasize to not be afraid to name yourself something different, something that wasn't given to you, but instead that you are compelled to give to yourself, like Isha, who is a powerful example of empowered renewal over and over. The shame and attachment that sometimes we have around the parts of ourselves we don't want hanging around anymore, but we haven't figured out how to let go of, that shame erodes us internally and breaks down joy and radiance. It really does. It's like an acid that erodes over time. But I believe if we remember that today is renewal 
and a blank page and that yesterday has a wholeness to it, the possibilities will blow you open and your creative energies will pick up. You are never too old to learn something entirely new. You are never too far down a path that you cannot start something entirely different. And if you're craving something new but don't know what it is, I suggest to channel Bjork and start with a feeling. Sit in in that a long while until you can form it into something. Listen closely to how it changes and how you change with its presence. And I think that will tell you a lot. So start today simply as today and disable those fears that have legs and locomotive permission. Take them right down to the basement. And you know... Because you're human and you're in the middle of a lot of muck, most likely, you may have to do this more than a hundred (laughs) times. I do, for sure. Hundreds. But as Patabi Joyce so graciously reminds us, do your practice and all is coming. Please consider becoming a patron of Things That Will Help Podcast if you are an active listener and it's helping. We are a small two-person operation that could really use the incentive and the support to keep offering these episodes. A lot of thought and craft and arrangement goes into each episode, and I would so appreciate your support. Um, I am going to put Isha's website in our show notes um, if you would like to contact them for any kind of work. I just highly recommend Uh, what they're doing in the world. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a beautiful day.